Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Revenge, as someone once wrote, is a dish best served cold, but when you see a good old slice of revenge served up on the big screen, there is nothing more exciting and satisfying. Give me double helpings, please, with a side order of murder and mayhem as we prepare to count down our top 10 revenge movies. Firstly, here's 10 revenge movie facts. Oh, that was a bit loud. Sorry about that. Okay, number one. In John Wick, according to Keanu Reeves... He did 90% of all the stunt work himself. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Uh, in Kill Bill, the shot where the bride splits a baseball in two with a samurai sword was done for real on the set. It was done by Zoe B, Yuma Thurman's stunt double. Uh, in Unforgiven, the scenes with Little Bill kicking English Bob around on the floor were in fact real. Richard Harris wore padding under his clothes, as did Clint Eastwood, for the fights as faking someone being kicked around would be impossible. Oh, oh, oh bugger. I was doing so well. I'm here to kill you, Little Bill. In Memento, many of Le- Le- Leonard's unique voiceovers were improvised by Guy Pearce. No, he's chasing me. In The Crow, originally Fun Boy, played by Michael Massey, was not supposed to fire the gun at Brandon Lee's character, which ultimately led to Lee's death. It was changed at the last minute by the director. Why don't you tell me a story? Uh, Choi Min Sik, the star of Old Boy, is a Buddhist and had to pray after eating the octopi in the infamous scene. <laughs> Leon, uh, the professional, was Natalie Portman's motion picture debut. She was 11 years old when she was cast. Painful to hop and dance. In Dead Man's Shoes, Richard wears a Cold War-era Russian GP5 gas mask without its filter in some sequences in the film. You're fucking mad, mate. Desperado costs $7 million to make, 1,000 times the amount of money Robert Rodriguez spent to make El Mariachi. I'm just looking for work. And number 10, the special effects in Robocop were generated with a Commodore Amiga computer. Ah, the good old days. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes, and so would I. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to do revenge movies. I'll let the music play out, why not? And uh, are we, we've just talking before we started recording that we can't believe it's been well over a year before we had our guest back here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome once again, Lucy is here. She's back. She's been all Disney-fied. And, <laughs> and uh, where, I mean, look, we normally, whenever we have you on, Lucy, it's normally 
the dark side of cinema is when you've been here, isn't it? It's been like murder yeah. and mayhem. Um, so this yeah. one is kind of is is in your wheelhouse, revenge movies. Yeah, I have got a track record of talking about death and destruction and villains and stuff like that. Um, but I do think revenge lends itself to a variety of genres. So I'll be interested to see what, what pops up. It is. I, whenever we do ones like this, I always, the way I set my list out is I write the ones off the top of my head and mm-hmm. then I'll go on to IMDb or something like that and look for the top 100 of that particular, because they'll all be mm-hmm. ones that I think, of course, that one is that particular genre. And I ended up with like a list of like 40 or 50 because there are so mm-hmm. many, but I love a revenge movie. I absolutely love the fact you've got somebody that has maybe been torn down or damaged at the start and then just goes and just goes to kill everyone. And I don't know whether it's a dark slice in me, but I just, (laughs) I can remember um, in my younger days when I used to go paintballing, I would watch like Rambo First Blood Part 2 the night before to get myself psyched up because I was going to go out on the rampage. And so, so how did you come, come to your top 10? Oh, with great difficulty. Um, a little bit like you, I sort of read a bunch of articles like and read what other people thought about what even constitutes a revenge movie. Because I have a few, you know me, I've got a few off-the-wall selections that I've got um, that I was like, that is actually a revenge movie. Yeah, so, you know, you, you think it's, it's it's really hard to, like, pinpoint it down. Because something like, I don't know, like top 10 horrors, you know, that's very just... I, I don't want to say narrow because it can be in a subgenre, but revenge is such a big term and it can encompass so many different things. I completely you know? agree. There was so Like I there. say, whether it's comical or, or scary or whatever, it could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> you could look at any movie and probably see a little bit of revenge mm. in, in any storyline, to be fair. Pretty much. I think it's a big motivator for a lot of characters. <laughs> I think it's a mm. massive motivator for a lot mm. of characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting... Just in the fact that, I mean, I, I think the ones that I've, yeah, well, apart, oh, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to yeah. spoil the bits that I've got, but I think it's going to be, I mean, with, with, with your sort of horror background, do a lot of your uh, of your entries have like a, a bit of a horror tinge to them or? Yes. Um, so without giving anything away, none of mine are like funny. <laughs> All of mine are quite bleak. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, or or at the very least quite violent is what I think, i'll say <laughs> I, I would go exactly the same with me i was yeah. trying to think of like apart from like revenge of the nerds which the clues mm. in the title of the movie there aren't that many revenge movies that are comedies as such i don't think i mean no i mean funny elements maybe but yeah like... yeah mm. well uh <laughs> here we go and i'm 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 just interested and intrigued to see what is in in your top 10 (laughs) and how many we have that's a crossover, like how many we have the same. So why don't you kick us off with your number 10? Yeah, sure. So my my number 10 is The Equalizer. That's my Uh, number three. Oh, okay. That's my number three. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not the kind of film people usually associate with me, but I do think it's, it's a, it's a, good action flick it's a lot of fun you know it's a popcorn one surround sound denzel washington it's brilliant you know it's uh it, it's peak revenge film really it's the kind of i i was when that first got announced the thing is it anton fuqua that's the director isn't it yeah. is it I think. yes yes yep and yep. it really surprised me because 
I, I mean, you're probably too young to remember the TV series with Edward Woodward, aren't you? I'm vaguely aware of it, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was kind of cheesy-ish, you know. It was mm. the same, like, not, not equalising it, oh, sorry for the pun, um, <laughs> for the A-team or something like that. But it was it was a very 80s TV mm. show kind of uh, fair. So when they announced that, like, Anton Fuqua and Denzel Washington are doing, like, a remake of it, I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be awful. <laughs> but Denzel Washington, as you would have heard in my top 10 act, you know, living actors, is my number one actor. He's my favourite actor. Mm. And he absolutely is fantastic in this movie because you you want him to be the person that is, he just is indestructible, but not in a, mm. not in a Rambo, John McClane in Die Hard 4 and 5 kind of way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know that he's got this, he's... You've got this suppressed or these suppressed um not feelings is it is like abilities that he doesn't mm. want to use again but they get dragged out of him and i just love the fact that he, he has no emotion on his face when he's killing people mm. there's no effort to it but there's no empathy there with the person that he's, he, he will look in their eyes while their life just like withers or he explained to them what is happening you know you're losing a lot of blood so your heart is pumping and 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 sooner or later you're you know you're yes. gonna you're gonna die you know for a measly 1300 dollars or whatever it was i love that clinical delivery of lanes it's just the most chilling thing it's great <laughs> yeah and the fact that he, he mathematically works out mm. that's the bit i love it's like right i'm gonna get him first there's a corkscrew over there i can get him it's gonna take me 50 seconds <laughs> so then he taps his, yeah. his watch and then he's disappointed you can see he's almost disappointed when he's gone slightly over or whatever but yeah. um, have you seen the other two in the in the trilogy i haven't um i tend to avoid sequels because i'm a bit of a purist um are they any good <laughs> the second one is really good and it's got one particular scene in it that it stops me from watching the film because it is so um uncomfortable um uh, Pedro Pascal is in it, and, and he's mm. a baddie. And we look, we may spoil movies tonight, so I'm not going to worry yeah. about spoilers or whatever. Um, and I can never remember the actress's name. So in the in the, the original Equalizer, you have Bill. He goes to see Bill Pullman, doesn't he, and his wife? Yeah. Uh, she was in Red State, the, the Kevin Smith film, and her name is. You're going to tell me, Lucy. Mm, you put me on the spot there. <laughs> I just thought you might have been IMDb and it saved me a job. Um, yeah. But she's in the second one because she works for the government. Okay. Um, but but Pedro Pascal goes to and kills her. But she's sat there. You know, well, I don't think she, she's sort of all battered and bruised. Mm. And he just gets a flick knife out and puts it to her chest and just flicks it. And it's just like the coldest yeah. thing. And he's got his hand over her mouth, I think, or something. And it is, I just, it just, even now, it makes me shudder just thinking about it because it's just so cold and calculated and, and totally sort of unemotional that it is, I mean, like I say, it stops me from watching the second one. Third one I haven't seen yet because I'm waiting for it to, to, to go on. So I missed it at the cinema, but it's just Denzel Washington. He's just great. You know, he's, he's just, so I mean, good. he's great at everything, but yeah. so good at that. Yeah. Um, I would recommend watching number two. I really want. okay yeah i will do i mean like, like i i don't know i have this bad habit of just putting off sequels and then i watch them and i'm like actually they're quite good <laughs> yeah yeah and from what i've heard about yeah. equalizer three the 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 quality doesn't drop 
That's good. It's, you know, it's it's just as good as the other two. So mm. yeah, I, I need to I need to get and watch it really. Uh, that's a good one to start. So there you go. Mm. First one, Dane, we've already got a um one in the same in the top ten. It's, so it's gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen a lot. It's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. a lot. Okay, my, my number ten, uh, I'm going for Braveheart. Oh, interesting choice, yeah. Um again, it's a more of a hit well, I was gonna say it's a historical movie, but I mean it's Hollywood history, isn't it? It's not particularly mm accurate to what happened in those times uh but everything stems in that movie from the fact that the the english kill william wallace's love you know yeah. again another really cold moment where they just slit her throat you know and then it, you know but the, at that moment then you are totally with william wallace and you don't care what he does to the end you, you want him to go on this rampage that yeah. is he's just gonna fuck everybody up you know he just and he doesn't care, you don't care how gruesome it is you just have that thing in mind that he's been wronged you want to make sure that he gets his although i suppose he doesn't really get his revenge in the end does he because he, he ends up dying but uh, i suppose then scotland becomes free and he gets yeah. what he wants as such but yeah, he tried <laughs> yeah yeah so um i'm assuming you've seen this one I have seen it. It's been many, many years since I saw it. Um, I didn't even think to put it on the list. I mean, it's a good choice. Um, but I do remember enjoying it. I mean, it's a very iconic film. <laughs> it's uh, got a lot of yeah. uh, iconic moments, um, <laughs> iconic moments in it. But, uh, mm. but where do you where do you stand on like Mel Gibson? Because I know that he's had a lot of like personal issues and that. It, it's that whole story of do you mm. can you can you separate the person from the art? kind of thing i mean i I love mel gibson i think he's a yeah. great director he's a great actor he always he always gives a hundred percent even if the 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 movie might not be particularly good mm. um but i know a lot of people that will not watch mel gibson films now because of the different kinds of things that he's got up to and things yeah. that he's said where do you stand on that uh yeah i mean i I wouldn't say I'm like his biggest fan anyway, to be honest. Like, I mean, it's not the kind of director that I'd gravitate towards, but like, I don't think I would not watch a film if I thought it was good or whatever. It's, it's one of those complicated things, you know, like if it's got a good cast or whatever. Um, I'm a bit indifferent because I'm not like clued up on him massively. Right. Like it's one of those situations where it's kind of like it's not a director that really comes into my day to day viewing. <laughs> I think so, it's a generational I'm on, thing I'm as on well. The fence. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a generational thing because obviously he was massive in the eighties, which is when oh, yeah. I was growing up, and I love yeah. Lethal Weapon and um, yeah. you know th those kind of films. So I think it might be. I mean, you're you're a lot younger than me, so it's it's kind of. I think it's a generational thing. Um, okay, yeah, then. it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, then Lucy, you're number nine. Number nine. Um, ironically, it's a film called Revenge. Um, it is a French film. It's very good. Okay, tell uh, me about it because I don't. I, I don't know. will. Revenge is it's a twenty seventeen uh, French revenge action film, uh, and it's basically about a woman who um, it, it's 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 quite dark. She, she she's sexually assaulted and left for dead in the desert basically, um, and then she goes on a rampage and gets revenge on the perpetrators. So it's very like I spit on your grave kind of level, but not quite as extreme. Um, but it, it was very critically acclaimed by how they, they handled such a difficult topic. Um, and it was one, I believe, may have been at Fright Fest or one of the sort of more, you know, genre-specific festivals. Um, I, I think I saw it on Shudder, I think. 
Um, but it's very, very good, very gory. <laughs> is it very gory, is it? It's very gory. Um, yeah, and it's I quite like French um, drama and that kind of stuff. So it was, and it's got like, I'm just checking the cast. It's got one, two, three. It's got five cast members in it. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's a very, very small, you know, contained kind of film. It's good. Mm. Neil always um, swears by things like French horror and French th- mm. thriller and that because it, he said he thinks it's a different level. Mm. Um, it is. I think. I, I mean, I fully appreciate like films like this are very difficult for a lot of people. I can understand. You know, people just don't want to watch that kind of. But but I do think it has an incredibly strong empowering female lead, which is very important, and she fucks people up, and it's great. <laughs> um, so I think it, it's it's the satisfaction for the viewer of, of her getting her revenge and you know telling these you know well killing these people you know and i think it's it's very it, it kind of raises a lot of questions around like morality and your moral compass and that kind of thing so i love a film like that yeah it's it's weird isn't it like the, the like the human yeah. condition about mm-hmm. how how humans love getting scared but you know horror yeah. films or going on scary rides or things mm. like that and people love seeing i think other people get revenge i know I, I, is it because it's a movie and you know in your in part of your mind that it isn't real mm. but it's weird i mean you but we both said the same things that we love revenge movies because we love <laughs> seeing that person that has been wronged getting their own back you know and and being successful in like literally killing everybody that has wronged them yeah i think it, it, it is the human condition i think you're right and i think obviously because we live in a a, a state that is lawful we, we kind of want to ignore that for a bit and think what happens if you could just go and do that do you know what i mean and like as far as where like the purge as far, yeah <laughs> as far as we're aware that's consequence free because we don't see what happens with the police that that's not really covered <laughs> it's just this person going and doing it and you're like good for you you know like it's sort of um it does raise a lot of interesting questions which is why i like films like this because it's sort of um it, it's a want to debate with your friends and think right how do you feel about this? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if so, if the purge was real, mm. and you were able to go and do whatever you wanted, <laughs> what would you do? Shoplift. <laughs> <laughs> and what I would, would just. What would you shoplift? Anything that I couldn't afford reasonably. So like, go down Oxford Street and like go down all the designer stores and just get all these like bags that cost like ten grand or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because then I'll have this stash and I'll just be really cool. <laughs> so you'd be basically doing a supermarket sweep is what you'd be doing. Uh-huh. In like Chanel or something. <laughs> for, like, for, for like really expensive bags. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I mean, that says a lot about you, I think. You're not going off on a murderous rampage. I can't you know, be bothered. <laughs> yes, but you're going to go for some like Louis Vuitton, whatever it's called, bags. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll never earn enough to like buy them myself, so, you know. <laughs> Well, Oxford Street better watch out if they do bring mm. the purge in then. Yeah, I'm get, getting a sledgehammer. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> fair play. Okay, uh, my number nine, uh, I'm going for uh, one of Chris Nolan's um, greatest movies, and that's Memento. I thought you were going to say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, I can remember the first time I watched it, and I don't know if anybody else has had this experience with this movie. I didn't really know what the movie was about. I just, had, I think my brother said, you've got to watch this movie. It is great. So I remember watching it and I think it took me half an hour or so to realize like what was happening. So you'd mm. watch a scene, the next scene then wouldn't make any sense until you realize that actually that scene should have been before the scene you've just watched. And once you got into the rhythm of it, I thought this is this is genius. 
Mm. And then you'd start trying a second guess. And it made it obviously makes sense when you realise that's what it is, but it was so cleverly done. It was so cleverly done. And I thought Guy Pierce was fantastic and um Joey Joey Pants, Joey Pantolino was great. Um it was just had it had it was so clever. And I think it was the trouble with I think Chris Nolan movies now is he tries to be I mean like, what was it? Tenant was just trying to be too clever. Yeah, I haven't seen Tenet yet. Um, I've heard very mixed things about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apart from the like the sound mix, which apparently seems mm, to be the and thing, that. W- was mm. ridiculous. It was you couldn't hear. I mean, I think I've, somebody has said that Oppenheimer is is the same as well. It's kind of got bits in it that you can't quite hear what they're saying. But the thing was, it was obviously we, we, I didn't know anything about Chris Nolan at that point. But in in that movie, in Memento. And then when you got the DVD, if you unlocked it, you could get it played in the right way. So it ah. played from the back to the front, and it was very, very clever. I mean, that's again, kids look up DVDs and DVD extras because <laughs> you don't you don't get those kind of things anymore. Um, mm. But I, it's such a good movie, and I haven't seen the movie for a long, long time. So I, I really need to sort of sort of crack that mm. one out again and watch it. Fan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do gen- generally love Nolan's work, mostly his early work. Yeah. Um, so I've been mementos in there, you know, Inception, the, the Dark Knight trilogy. I thought was great. Um, does like his vengeance, does uh, he? Does Chris Nolan? <laughs> he does. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I remember Memento. Yes, it's a very confusing film. I mean, he he likes to confuse people. <laughs> he does. Um, <laughs> he does. I do it, remember enjoying it though. Yeah. It is a it is a trait of his that that mm. when he does it well, it works really really well. When he does it like in Tenant, mm. I think it's almost like he's saying to the crowd, you know, to the audience, I'm cleverer than you are. Yeah. It's, just, it's not my <laughs> fault that you're thick and you're not understanding this. And that's how I felt when I watched the film at the cinema. Um, yeah. But that might have been because we were also just coming out of COVID and uh, everything mm. everything was confusing at that point. It might have been just Oh, that. yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I might... Inception is an interesting one because, I mean, that ending... Um, I've never really forgiven him for that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, okay, what do you think? Do you think it's real or do you think it's not? You know what? I kind of got to the point where I thought I'm not going to think about it because it really <laughs> will piss me off. It pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, because it's like that kind of thing. Because, And again, I think it... I think it's gone on a bit of a gradient with him in regards to him being a smart ass. I think that was where mm. it really started was with that final scene or the, well, the the final 10 seconds of that movie maybe even the final second yeah <laughs> and then that's the bit where he's going yeah i'm i'm really clever so i'm gonna <laughs> really fuck with my audience now on every movie after this and and he's kind of done that you know yeah, bit, with, with bigger and bigger things but uh but yeah oh um i need to watch i need to watch memento again but it made it in my top 10 okay yeah you're, yeah I can you're, see why. On, you're number eight please then lucy Number eight is a film called Hard Candy. Oh, yes. Which is a, a, a very dark, just, uh, you know, I'm going to give people a heads up. <laughs> um, have you seen this? I have seen it a long time ago, but I have mm. seen it, yes. Um... So this stars um, Patrick Wilson and Elliot Page. Um, it's about a 14-year-old uh, vigilante who basically suspects a man of being a sexual predator and traps and tortures him. Um, and it's yeah, very, very intense. <laughs> very intense. And, and the thing about this film is, I mean, you know what happens. Like, you can't really say much because 
people need to experience it. Yeah, I think that's mm. I think that's fair to I say. I would rather I would rather people because I think when I first watched it, I was quite blindsided and shocked by a lot of what happened. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's there's one or two infamous scenes in mm. that in that movie that I think you're right. I think you you don't really want to discuss them because you don't want mm. you don't want that feeling of going through those scenes to be ruined by somebody that hasn't seen those that that movie. Yeah. I to- totally agree. But it is a it is a hard hitting movie. It is um mm. not for the faint hearted, I would say. And I think this one is a great one when we're just looking at things like vigilante justice and taking, you know, stuff into your own hands, especially at a young age and, you know, with what is obviously a, a very controversial and, and very awful topic it's, yeah. it's done very well though i think it's uh, mm. not and, an easy watch but it's very good patrick wilson's one of the he's a great actor oh, he's great. he he's crops brilliant. up in so many things but he's uh, he's just one of those solid you know uh, what do we call him like 27 percenters or whatever it is like whenever he's in a movie he makes it 27 percent better than it would have been if he oh, wasn't yeah. there because he's just one of those top solid and what was the movie that i saw him in oh god called limo or something like that yeah. he was, was great in it it was uh oh i can't remember what it was what it was like hang on i gotta try and find it because it was such a good film but it just went under everybody's radar it had the guy oh god why am i forgetting everybody's name it was the guy <laughs> that played um kirk in the new star trek movies Oh, no, God. Why, why have you done this? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, can see, I can see his face. <laughs> We're all just like, oh, my God, this is, oh, this is so oh, bad. I apologise to everybody listening. This is just the, the worst Ryan, research. Is it, uh, no, Chris, Chris. Chris Pine? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. He's in, <laughs> Chris Pine is in it as well. So he, um, there we go. And Ed Helms is in it. And uh, it was all about, a, a li- he was a limo driver, but he had so much bad luck. And I don't know. It's not even a, it's not even a revenge movie, so I don't even know why I'm talking about it. But it was a good movie, if you know it. I'll shut the fuck up now because it's just ridiculous. Okay, I'll, <laughs> let me do my number eight. I'm, I may cut all that out because that was totally ridiculous. No, it's fine. <laughs> you just wing it. <laughs> oh god. Okay, my number eight. Now this one sh- should probably be higher. It's, I'm looking at my um, top ten. It should be higher, but it's Leon. Uh, or the professional, mm. if you want to call it, this is one of those movies that I class as a as a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. It's got so much heart and so much um, emotion. Uh, but Natalie Portman, I can't believe when I said on the the facts that she was only eleven uh, when she was cast in that movie, and Jean Reno as as Leon, Gary Oldman uh, as one of the greatest bad guys in in the movie. Um, totally fucking deranged and um, just a a, it's a good sort of action movie but as a revenge movie um, it's dark in places um, it's uplifting in places I think the fact that like Jean Reno as Leon is basically a child you know it's just just such a good film Mm. not in your top 10 no it's on my kind of honorable mentions it was it was on on the long list (laughs) um oh it's brilliant i mean again it's 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 french french thriller again you know i think they're very good at doing this kind of thing (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, yeah more more of a a mainstream sort of hollywood Mm. film as well you know 
But yeah, I would thoroughly recommend anybody that hasn't seen it to to watch it. It's um, it's just one of the yeah. great movies of the nineties. Uh, okay, uh, for you, number seven, then please, Lucy. Number seven uh, is Kill Bill Volume One. It had to come here eventually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll, it's my favorite of the two volumes, but uh, yeah. it, right. So why is it your favorite of the two? I just I like the um, the Lucy Lou scene. Right. Okay. Well. Every Lucy Lou scene ever, basically. Oh, right. Um, okay. In that scene, I think her character is brilliant. She's my favorite. She's just sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> I I love the bit where she's having the business meeting with everybody, and then the guy challenges her, and then she literally just cuts his head off, and then she's like sh- shouting at them, brandishing his head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. It's just such good. It's violent. Uma Thurman's brilliant. Yeah. She's got the. You know, it's the introduction of the iconic like biker, like you know, get up which just got on. It's it's just great, you know. And I, but it's it, it's one of those things where like obviously she's getting revenge on the rest of the assassin group, but I I like the people she's going after as well, just because of how strong their characters are. So like obviously Lucy Liu's character and oh, so good. And the and the whistle moment, just just everything. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, I mean. I may talk about this a little bit more later on, mm. just to, for a, a little a little spoiler. Um, but it's yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people that I know that that love Tarantino or love Kill Bill seem to like the second one more than the first. Mm. Um, the more of the westerny kind of feel to it, and um, uh, but the first one where you've got the whole um, anime uh, you know bit in it as well. Uh, mm just so many iconic moments it's yeah, this well. is it it's so it's so hard to just pinpoint them all down because you know it's, like, it's just so good <laughs> yeah yeah and that there isn't that it i went to the cinema to watch it and within the first 10 well the, the, the first scene where you've it's black and white and you see the the bloodied bride and she gets shot in the head so good i thought to myself i've got no idea what's going to happen now because i and i was literally on the edge of my seat for the whole of the movie because i thought what the fuck is going to happen now if they just yeah. blown her brains out in the first like first scene of the movie, <laughs> Jesus, it's like, and and it's just it is classic Tarantino because he he has that ability to keep you on the edge of your seat because you mm. don't know what's around the corner or you don't know what's just off screen that is going to kill somebody or is going to mm. stab them or or something something is going to happen because you don't know and that's the thing with Tarantino it's just. You're one step away from bedlam with Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just always are. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that should that should be Quinton. If you're listening, that should be the name of your uh, autobiography. <laughs> one step away from bedlam. There you go. You can have yeah. that for free. Uh, okay, my number seven. Uh, I'm going with another Chris Nolan movie, and I'm going for Ooh. the Prestige. Oh yes, I like this film. Mm. Now this has got probably one of the longest. Um, revenge moves uh, like ever seen in a movie uh but christian bale um is great and uh hugh jackman is great and one of the other things about this movie is the fact that when it comes to the end of the movie you feel that hugh jackman is is the bad guy Mm. but going through the movie i think the way that chris nolan does it and has written it and has directed it you feel sorry for him so you think he's the he's the the guy that has been wronged and and Christian Bale is is the bad guy and it flicks all the way through. But when it comes to the moment where Michael Caine is telling you about 
the trick and you got these parts, different parts of a trick and it's going through and all of a sudden the penny is dropping on these certain things. It's a classic bit of cinema that all of a sudden you think, Jesus, right, of course that's happened and that's because of that and 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 it's just been a long game. It's just been a long mm. game that, that Christian Bale's character has played with um, a lot of things that he's had to lose, a lot of sacrifices that he's had to take and the people that he loves doesn't understand why one day you know you love me and the next day you you don't even want to talk to me and again it's kind of you're saying we don't want to do any spoilers but mm. if you've not seen the prestige watch it because there are so many bits in it and then bits at the end that you'll think of course that makes sense it's yeah. such a, such a good movie yeah i don't think we can fully do it justice really um <laughs> but no. it, it is what one of my favorite like motifs of like showman arguing with each other especially magicians there's just something about magicians fighting over do you know what i mean like it's just i, I can't explain it like, there's a brilliant inside number nine episode called misdirection which does the same thing oh, basically really? but like a stolen trick kind of thing obviously well not the same but like it, it's a very similar concept of magician steals someone's trick and then he gets avenged and whatever um really cool i like it yeah, really it's just i just like kind of industry secrets and like how far people would go to like expose them and whatever and there's just something about it it's well, very tasty because it is like when you when you watch it you do see a couple of tricks and you think oh well that's mm. how they that's how they do it yeah. um obviously there's a there's a cameo by um uh, david bowie who's uh tesla mm -hmm. in it as well which is uh, andy circus i think was it is in it as well yeah. uh it's a it's a great film and it genuinely is one of those intriguing films that has a lot going on in it and it sometimes it might need two take two takes to watch it to sort of fully understand it you know but again it's chris nolan being a smart ass as well so yeah you know you've got to have that give that to him um okay then lucy your number six please my number six is uh gone girl okay yeah because in, in a sense it is a bit of a revenge film mm -hmm. <laughs> um it's a very brilliant case study into how to manipulate the media and how to get what you want and play the long game you know and I just think it's one of Rosamund Pike's most iconic performances. She terrifies me in this. Mm. Like, just what the, the you've seen it, right? I have again a long time yeah, ago. Just yeah. like the, the length she will go to to sort of, you know, punish her husband for wronging her, essentially. Mm. Um, very extreme lengths. I mean, like, again, if you haven't seen it, it's one of Fincher's best. It's brilliant. It's it's so good. Have you it, seen? It's worth. Yeah. Have you seen the Netflix documentary uh, called America? Is it American Nightmare? No, but I need to. It's like on my watch list. It's been oh there for my. ages. <laughs> yeah. My wife. My wife devours those kind of things, you know. And 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 she just started watching it, and I sat. And normally mm. I'll sit down and I'll have me. I think my my arms cross because like oh, here we go again with another bloody Vera type bloody <laughs> sort of um you know criminal thing, and then and it just dragged me in mm. and it was like every time a new person got in there you thought that bastard's the one that's caused all this and then somebody <laughs> else would go, that bastard's the one that's and it like every so often it would change and it would change your mind every time and it is a crazy thing but it's very mm. they, they even they do say that this is i think she was called like the gong girl yeah literally um, i mean in, i've in heard this life. mentioned at work like everyone was calling it the gong girl of like yeah. netflix crime drama uh, crime documentaries i was like whoa it is, fasc it is fascinating <laughs> absolutely fascinating 
Yeah. Um, I would recommend that as well. Add that to your list. But that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, Gone Girl. Ben Affleck, really good in that as well. Yeah, he is. It's it's just so good. It's just, like I say, the media scrutiny, how you can sort of, how you can go from having everything to having literally nothing. It's yeah. so, so good. It's and manipulating, so good. <laughs> like I say, manipulating the press mm. and manipulating everyone mm. around you and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay, my number mm. six. Again, this is going to be controversial that it should be a bit higher, but I'm going to go for Old Boy. Mm. Now, I think I may have said this before on the podcast, but I have a very, or not very many times, where I have literally been gobsmacked and shocked while watching a movie. And this was a movie that Neil told me for years. He said, watch Old Boy. You've got to watch Old Boy. Every time we talk about movies, have you seen Old Boy yet? No, I haven't. So, so what I was, uh, the, my old job that I had where I was working shifts, I was uh, working a night shift, or I think I'll be afternoon shift. So I had the morning. So I had it on, on my iPad, and I was sat at the dining table, and I was watching it while I was having my dinner. And again, I, we, I've said I wasn't going to spoil anything, but I don't want to spoil this because if you haven't mm. seen it, oh, no, no, no. The moment <laughs> in this movie that the twist happens, I literally stood up with my hands over my mouth because, and I've never had that on any other movie in my life ever. And I, and even now thinking about it, I thought, Jesus, it was like, sometimes when you look back on a movie, you think, oh, I can see where that was going to go. And I can see where that twist was, you know, you start, start, start looking for the formula, you know, but that mm. movie, I mean, apart from the fact it's got one of the greatest fight scenes in a, in a movie with the the corridor scene with the hammer. Oh yeah. It's just fantastic. And then the the where he's eating a live octopus uh it's just fucking crazy as well. Um mm. and then for our for our Patreon subscribers I'll put a couple of those clips in the the video um playlist for this episode. Yeah. It's just a great movie. It's just got everything, you know, but the, with a killer twist. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, a bit a bit like you, I had a, a mate who was like, because I, I was really getting into like K-dramas and stuff. And my friend was like, you need to watch some Korean films. So obviously this was like high, high, high on the list. Sat down and watched it. I texted him like, what the fuck did you just make me watch? <laughs> what what was that? <laughs> but like in a good way. Yeah. Because I, I was just stunned. And I think Choi Min-sik, if he didn't have therapy after that, bless him, the stuff he's been through in that film, ridiculous. Just crazy, and then and again, and, I don't even want to say what happens. I'm just like, oh my no. god, I just can't do it. Like, no. But what got me is when uh, Spike Lee did the remake. Mm. The the twist was pretty much in the trailer. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm I, sure I, I have not. I, I have not touched the remake. No. Honestly, I don't want to do it because oh, I I I was the same as you, and I thought, oh well, let's mm. just look at the trailer, and I'm sure that they mentioned something kind of like the twist in the trailer, and I thought, well, fuck you. What the hell? What are, you, what are you doing? It didn't make yeah. any sense at all. But uh, but yeah, another one, everyone to add to your list. If you've oh, not seen yes, Old Boy, absolutely. Then, then go and watch it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, we're halfway through. Mm. So it's time for this. Pop quiz, hot shot. Okay. <laughs> now, what I've got is I've got the taglines for the posters of some revenge Ooh. movies. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you the tagline. You need to tell me what the movie is. Okay? Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. Good now, luck. <laughs> um, in, the, in these where we've had just one person doing it, I think 60%, 6 out of 10 is the best we've had so far. We might have had a 7 out of 10. Uh, but around sixty percent, I think is a is a really good score. So, well, that's that's not going to happen. But okay. Well, you never know. <laughs> but remember, they're all revenge movies, okay? Yep. So here we go. Here's number one: the time for revenge has come. That could be anything. It could be. I just <laughs> just reading it now. Maybe it seems just quite sort of high. Time for revenge has come. Don't even know. I. I... I don't know. I'm gonna pass that one. Do you not have just have a clear? Just have a just think of one and just think of a, and just guess when you might as well. You might as well. Might as well. You never know. I'm just gonna say something stupid like ramble. Probably not. <laughs> no. No. It was, it? it was taken. Oh come on! <laughs> it was taken. It could have been anything. <laughs> so to be fair, whoever was doing the publicity for that needs to be shot because he, you know. It could be anything. It could have been, literally, it could have been anything, you know? <laughs> it, it, surely it should have been, I will find you and I will kill you. It should have been something like that. Yeah, that's what he says something on the to phone. do with phones or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number two, freedom forever. Ooh. Is that Braveheart? No. No, that was V for Vendetta. Yes, 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 that makes sense. Okay, number three. The maximum force of the future. Maximum force of the future. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, this is really hard. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think sensibly. Like, what's got? What's got force? Yeah, so, the maximum force of the future. Ooh. I don't maximum even know. Maximum force. <gasps> Max, Mad Max. 
Yes, <laughs> Mad Max. My brain just went, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're on the board. That's good. Okay. Uh, number four, some memories are best forgotten. There you go. Now she's on a roll. She's on a roll now. Yeah, I'm okay. back. I'm you're back. back. Okay. Number five, never forget. Sorry, let me start again. Never forget, never forgive. Never forget, never forgive. Memories. Oh, it's really hard to pick. Oh, it's always obvious when you tell me what it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't know. No. 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 It was. <laughs> it was Sweeney Todd. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number like six. Uh, revenge never looked so promising. Promising young woman. Well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, number seven. All it takes is a little confidence. Oh, it takes a lot of confidence. Now, I'll give you a oh, little bit of a clue. It, so it, well. it's, mm. it's an older film. We're looking at uh, six, 60s, 70s, something mm. like that. Oh, God, I don't know. Um... I don't know this one. Pat. No, it was the sting. The sting. The sting. Mm. Uh, number eight, vigilante city style. Sin city is that too obvious? Yes, no, it is. Yeah. It was death wish. <laughs> death wish. Death mm. wish. Number nine, the power behind the throne. Okay, so something regal. Oh, what could that be? I have a clue for this one. <laughs> uh, you can. It's a comedy. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it is. It is a revenge comedy. Right. Okay. Which had a very famous um, song to go with it as well. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, it <laughs> no. was nine to five. Oh, right, yeah. Nine I haven't seen this. I am familiar with it. My musical loving part, I would be shaking this head. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> and the final one is Believe in Angels. Oh, I think I know what this is. I can see the poster and I've blanked on the title. <laughs> Very helpful. Oh, what is it? I can see it. Shit. Come on, you can do it. Come on. I'm trying. I've got like all my brain cells going. Come on, come on, come on. Um, no. no, tell me because I know what it is. Just... It is the crow. God damn it! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. That was. I will say. I think that's the toughest. Uh... That's the toughest one we uh, quiz we've had. Man. There was some really. I mean, the time for revenge has come. That's I mean, stupid. Taken. <laughs> You need to go and hang your head in shame with that one. That was ridiculous. I mean, again, you know. I'm the one that's put it on the quiz, so I'm ridiculous. Well, so I apologise, Lucy, for that. Oh, no, no, no. You know, what? you know what? I'll be an optimist. At least it wasn't zero. That's great. No, and know? again, three, you got 30%. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's that's well and good. <laughs> okay, fine. right. We're back to the, the main gist of the podcast. So give us your number five revenge movie then, please, Lucy. Number five is John Wick. Had to be on here. That's my number four. 
yeah. It has to be. Oh, it just has to be. It's Keanu Reeves. I mean, you think Keanu Reeves, you think The Matrix, you think John Wick, basically. Iconic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's one of the All ones good. where I love the fact that it is um, everybody is going to die. Yes. And, oh, know, yeah. It doesn't matter who's in front of him. And it doesn't matter how far it has to go. Everybody is going to die because yeah. that dog died. And as soon as the dog dies, everybody is in his corner. It doesn't matter mm. who he, who, what football team John Wick supports, what religion he is. <laughs> it, as soon as the dog dies, everybody is behind him. And that's it. That's all that matters. It's so funny because, like, are you, there's a website called Does the Dog Die, which does obviously, like, you, know, you can Google beforehand and in the case of john wick it's like that is the sole motivating factor so yes it, he does indeed yeah 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 <laughs> the few, wor uh, worst crime possible <laughs> it is it absolutely is <laughs> horrible I mean, you, you can kill children babies that's kind of okay dog but no. dog <laughs> you kill the dog you are fucked genuinely. You bastard. Yeah, yeah absolutely um have you watched number four no i haven't i haven't seen it yet i need to <laughs> Yeah, I love the first three. Number four oh. is it's starting to get you know with Die Hard, the mm. first couple, first three Die Hard movies are great because John McClane gets beaten up, gets hurt, yep. Yep. he becomes all of a sudden he becomes like indestructible in number four and number five, and it just loses its charm. Same happens, I think, with John Wick Four. Yeah, it's like he the matter he falls out of like a fifth story window smashes onto a VW camper, falls onto the ground, and then just gets up and does the, the Keanu Reeves, like, limp. And I'm thinking, no, come on. No, I, you know? I hate that. It's you like, know? like you say, you, you need to be Bruce Willis levels of just disheveled. Yeah, you need to and, look just awful. and a complete mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he, they, they, go, they do this thing, and it looks, it's something like out of Naked Gun or mm. an airplane movie where he, they go up these massive steps and they're he's shooting and fighting all these people and he just gets to the top and then something happens and he falls all the way back down to the, the bottom again. You think, you're fucking kidding me. We've got to go through all this again? Oh, mm -hmm. I was really disappointed because I love the John Wick movies. They're just, again, they're total revenge movies that you just want him to kill everybody and you're happy yeah. with that. But it got really ridiculous and I was so disappointed, so disappointed with that. But yeah. yeah, he's got to be there. He's got to be, he's got to be in your top at least top five of um, of revenge movies. Yeah, without and a I shadow think if, if we're going off like cast as well, the cast's amazing as well. You know, yes. I think if, if if you're going for like you know big action set piece ensemble cast, I mean it's perfect. You know, you've yeah. got Willem Dafoe's in there. You've got um, so I can never good. pronounce his name. Um, John, John, you know who I mean. I can't say the surname. <laughs> Apologies. Leg, 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 leg Better than I could have done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very good at pronouncing names. Um, yeah, yes, Ian McShane is cast. also yeah. is great as well. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. It has to be there. Yeah. Um, okay, my number five. I'm going back to another Mel Gibson uh, revenge movie, and this is mm. Payback. Ooh, I haven't seen this one. Okay. Have you cool. not? Oh my god! No, tell me about it. It is so good. So he's basically a criminal mm. um, that does this job where they're going to rob some money with him his mate and his wife i think it's his wife yeah his wife and the his mate and his wife end up double crossing him leave him for dead um for about 130 grand or whatever it is yeah. so he ends up waking up after being patched together by somebody and decides 
I'm going to go and get my revenge. I'm going to get my payback. I want, I want my share of the money. All he wants is his share. He doesn't want a penny more. And he will end up going. So he, he goes and finds his wife, finds his wife as, I don't, again, don't want to ruin it. Something happens mm. to his wife. He's got his, this uh, woman that he used to drive around that becomes a bit of a romantic um, uh, partner for him. But it's the fact that he is, when he, when he starts talking to people and they go, oh my God, you're going through all this for 130 grand. He said, no, 65 grand. That's what I want. That's all I want. That's, that's, you know, and, and he's, and people keep saying, this is ridiculous for 130. He's going 65. Yes, I don't want. <laughs> and like uh, James Coburn is in it. He's, he's great in it. Uh, there's just, it's the fact that he is solely going. And if, he said, because he goes up to this person and says, you know, I need to speak to the boss. And he goes, well, I'm the boss. And he's sort of like, well, after I kill you, there's got to be someone above you that can give me my money. I want my money. So he ends up taking on this whole sort of gangster crowd. And it's got a great ending. It's got a great mm. sort of finish to the movie. It's, and it's, and it's, it's Mel Gibson being his, like, charming best. Lucy Liu. Isn't it? Mm, so, I just love her. There yeah. you go. It's right up your street. Uh, yeah. Brian Hel Hel Hegeland, who did A Knight's Tale and things like that, he directed it. And there's also a director's cut as well, which mm. personally I don't think is as good as the the original cut, like the theatrical cut. But if you've got, I think it's on, might be on Netflix or it might be on Amazon Prime. It's on one of the streaming services, okay. but I would recommend it. It is a great, cool. it's, it's got a nice yeah. bit of um, not comedy, but it's got some lighthearted moments, but Mel Gibson is just great. He's just fantastic in it. So I would cool. recommend that one. Uh, okay. Then you're number four then please, Lucy. Number number four is Dead Man's Shoes. Um, oh, okay. Which I only saw a couple of years ago. But God, Shane Meadows, man, he's just so brutal. So brutal. Like, obviously, I'd seen This Is England, and it was brilliant. Um, and then my friend was like, Dead Man Shoes. And it's, oh, God, one of the most harrowing things you'll ever watch. <laughs> mm. I'm assuming you have seen it, right? I've seen it. It didn't make my yeah. top ten, but it would be in my honourable mentions. And it, mm. it it kind of is. It's it, I think with the fact that it, when it's shot on film, it does make, it just looks grey and bleak and desperate mm -hmm. and it always looks like it's raining kind of like england in the 70s whenever you see england in the 70s <laughs> it always looks like it's just a shade of gray everything's a shade of gray and just desolate and um but paddy constein is just oh fantastic in it he's just so good you know he is such a good actor like I'll, I'll get back onto the film in a minute but like have you seen house of the dragon i saw the f first four or five episodes and i didn't sort of carry on with it my wife did mm. and said it was like really really good yeah but i feel like his character really stood out to me he was so great yeah. in it like I, i'd never seen him in fantasy before and i was like wow shit he's just great and then obviously hot fuzz i just feel yeah. like his his range is just insane so like doing something like this like i know this came before all that but Obviously, me coming into it quite late, I was like, holy shit. Like, he's genuinely quite unnerving in Dead Man's Shoes. Yes. Very like, oh, my God. Like, but it's just so compelling to watch. Do you know what I mean? Well, the scene that I, that I mm. put in the little clips where, he, you know, you're fucking there, mate. You know, mm, it mm. Is, he, he looks like someone that is just two more wind-ups and he's just mm. going to be a psychopath. He's just going to go off on one. You know, he's yeah. going to go postal. And that's that scene there where like the heavies are coming up to him and sort of like thinking they're going to threaten him. 
and he's just there. I'm ready for you. I'm, I'm, you know, you just, I was, I was that close to slitting your throat. So mm-hmm. don't think that you're going to come for me because I'm going to come for you. You know, I'm, I'm just waiting for you. And that's yeah. what, what you mean is that cold calculating with, with just a little something simmering in the background is just, yeah, it's just so it's, unnerving. It's got everything though. It's got like um, <laughs> writing on walls and someone's blood, you know, like it's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peak unhinged. It's like, it's a yeah. bit like, I know it's slightly different, but like in a Die Hard when he writes on his jumper, now I've got yes. a um, machine gun. Yeah. Same vibes, right? Like yes. it's sort of like just taunting people, you know, it's very, very good. Mm. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it was, it, it would have been probably my number 11, but it just didn't mm. quite make my, Fair. didn't make my it, top 10. Again, um, like, you know, no spoilers and whatever, but like I, I, it's, it's probably the slowest one in terms of pacing on my list. Yeah. But it's definitely worth like hanging in there and just waiting for, because it is very, very good. Well, I think sometimes, especially I think revenge movies, they're good when they mm. simmer. Yeah, you know, whereas you got things like, I mean, like John Wick, I suppose simmers for about ten minutes, <laughs> you know, before the dog dies, and then everything after that is just batshit crazy. But yeah, um, but that one, yeah, has a definite simmer to it, but it pays off without uh, shadow of a day. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number four was John Wick. So we're back mm. to you for your number three. This is my off the wall one, and you're probably going to laugh at me when I tell you this. Um, so my number three is Carrie. Okay, I no, see, I can see that. King. Yeah, I can see that. So me injecting my love of horror into this podcast again. Um, obviously, Carrie tells the story of a um, very, very sheltered girl who, you know, horrific religious upbringing to the point where, like, she's so repressed, doesn't know anything about herself. You know, her mother kept everything from her, including, like, a period. Like, she doesn't even have basic education. So she is relentlessly bullied. Um, and obviously, you know, she learns that she has these powers. And obviously it it does simmer and then you get to the school scene and the school scene is when the revenge comes in for me mm. because it's just this way of just unleashing all this rage <laughs> at the people who have humiliated you, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's that, that, that scene in particular made me think this is revenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's with the, the pig's blood over going all mm. over and oh. It's just, she just snaps. Yeah. 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 Mm. Have you, have you seen the remake of that? I did. I, I never saw it. Was it was it good? It was fine. Um, I mean, Julianne Moore and, and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz did a good job, but I think Sissy Spacek is like is Carrie to me. Yeah. I think you know, and, and this is no disrespect to Sissy at all, but she does have a very unique look to her. And, and in the novel, Carrie is described as being unconventional looking so i just think the casting was perfect right because she's supposed to stand out yeah whereas chloe grace moretz is kind of classically beautiful hollywood unfortunately so, so for me it was just it was more real having someone who looks a bit more unconventional like i, I sound awful saying that but you know what i mean like she has very I, distinct yeah. features yeah i know what you um, mean yeah and i could see why dickheads would bully her do you know what i mean that, that's kind of and i think for a role like Carrie, you need to have that isolated, weedy sort of character. So, the the, the seventies Brian De Palma one is just is just nothing could ever beat that for me. Yeah. Too good. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, that definitely makes sense. It's interesting mm. that it's that high up, but then you, you're a, you're a horror girl, aren't you? So yeah, you feel like you want to represent that. Uh, yeah, in the top ten. It's definitely one that people will probably listen and go, "What is she on about?" But <laughs> no, I, I totally but, yeah. see it. I totally see it, and I noticed on a yeah. lot of the things that said top fifty revenge movies, mm. Carrie was in pretty much all of them. Yeah, and I think for me as well, like I won't bang on about it too much, but I do think that Carrie is a very 
unexpected kind of we don't really want to call her a villain do you but she's done quite villainous things um like the wronged person you know like someone like john wick or the equalizer or something is quite this like cool you know whatever carrie is pathetic (laughs) she is but don't you feel don't you feel that people when you watch the movie people are in Mm. her corner when it it gets to that point where Mm. she's got blood all over her you want her to go and exact that revenge yeah, and it's and it's just that the power that suddenly comes out is incredible, and obviously how she kills her mother as well. Like it's all very, yeah, all very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, my number three was the equalizer. So we're Great. back to you for your number two. <laughs> hey, number two. Um, I really hope you've seen this because I love, love, love this film. Um, Upgrade. Oh, okay. Um, ah. I don't know whether I have. Okay, so Explain this is me. Upgrade is Lee Winnell of. Saw fame, so he was in the first Saw film as Adam, um, back back in two thousand four, and this is his. He directed this film. Um, it's about it's set in the near future, um, where a, a, a technophobe who doesn't really want to embrace technology ends up losing his wife in um an automated like car crash, and you find out it's kind of all been orchestrated, and she was you know people wanted to kill her, anyway. He was also in, in this car and got kind of disfigured and, and disabled and, and had to rely on technology to um, kind of live. But, but then he realises that the technology gives him strength and he can exact revenge with this sort of AI almost in him. It's very futuristic. Quite hard to explain. <laughs> um, very, very good. Um, again, I don't really want to go too much into it, but it's about sort of, you know, love of your life dies and you just go on a rampage, basically. Um, I just seen on great. IMDb they're showing like the trailer <laughs> of it, and you can see it, the, the mm. way that he's moving and the way that they shoot it when he's it's so fighting. Good. It's it's sort of like jump cut kind of stuff. So mm. that looks intriguing. Yeah, I've never. I've to be honest, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so, it's it's an underrated gem. I mean, it's got you know, it's it's good. It's a dystopia film. It's got AI in there. It's got all the, all these things that are kind of in vogue at the minute. I'm to, yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. search this one out because it does look like it could be a lot of fun. Is it? Is it quite? It's is it quite gruesome? Is it? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's violent. Yeah. Um, it has a few moments where you're like, "Ooh," but it's not like massively, massively bloody. You know, it's it's a fifteen. It's not like too okay. crazy. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of that. punching people basically, but it's great. Um, and I think. Again, we're not we're not going to ruin it for you, but the ending of this is very, very good and satisfying. Good, and it's very iconic. Good thing because the thing yeah. is with especially with revenge movies, if the ending mm. isn't because there's sometimes when I can't watch a movie because I don't want to go through that whole feeling bad until you get to the end because you, yeah. things like whether there's somebody nasty in the movie that you I just don't like watching or something. I, it's hard to explain. But when, mm. when you know at the end of it that you're going to be satisfied, it kind of makes it easier to watch the movie because at least there's going to be the people that need to get their comeuppance will get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a key for me. Um, mm. But no, I'll add that one to my list. Okay, It's upgrade. so good. It's so good, yeah. Okay. Uh, my number two, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is Gladiator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, a, it's as much as you've got the... Uh, the spectacle of the gladiator and the and the Colosseum and the history of Rome and Romans, it is basically intrinsically down to the bone 
a revenge movie, which is what uh, Russell Crowe, uh, his character, ends up having his wife and uh, child killed. So he decides that he wants to just be in front of... Uh, it's not Maximus, that's his name, isn't it? Commodus, no, is it Commodus? Oh, Christ, to see his names. I just know. <laughs> but anyway, Joaquin Phoenix's character, he just wants to be in front of him so that he can kill him. Yeah. And again, this is a movie, that, how old is this movie? Like 2001, it's probably 20, over 20 years old now. Um, and he does get to do that at the end. And he also gets to go back to his his wife and his child because he dies. Yeah. But um, it's one of my, it's again, another classic movie. Perfect yeah. movie. Uh, I don't know whether you're a fan of Gladiator at all. Yeah. I've seen it, but yeah, I mean, I can't recall the last time I saw it. But I, I do think it's one of those where it's like a thousand films to watch before you die. It's on there. Yeah, you got to you, you got to do it. You got to yeah. watch it at least once. <laughs> and it's it's mad to think that they they pretty much filmed a lot of that that a lot of that movie without a finished script. They were yeah, they were right. writing it as they would as they were doing. It's ridiculous, but won loads of uh, Oscars and. Uh, it was a massive success. So that's my number two. Okay, before we reveal our number ones, uh, Lucy, if you want to give us a rundown from your 10 to 2, and I'll do the same. Okay, so number 10 was The Equalizer. Number 9 was Revenge. Number 8, Hard Candy. Number 7, Kill Bill Volume 1. Number 6, Gone Girl. Number 5, John Wick. Number 4, Dead Man's Shoes. Number 3, Carrie. And number 2 was Upgrade. Thank you. And mine was number 10, Braveheart, nine, Memento, eight, Leon, seven, The Prestige, six, Old Boy. I just realized, oh, well, no, I won't say anything. Five, Payback, four, John Wick, three, The Equalizer, and two, Gladiator. So, Lucy, what is your number one revenge <laughs> movie? It's Old Boy. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was just about to say, I've just realized you haven't got Old Boy in your top oh, 10. Oh, do you know, it's so funny when you, when you were talking about it because I'm like, God damn it. My number one. Yeah. Oh, what, what else can we say about it? I Honestly. know. <laughs> I, I, it, it should be higher in my top 10. Mm. I feel it, it, it should be. Just, it, I mean, like I said to you earlier, just in terms of how much it literally floored me, it's incredible. Yeah. And I think anybody wanting to, to try out Korean cinema should absolutely start with All Boys. It's absolutely brilliant. Because that, that was the first Korean movie. And now I know mm. that it's got like, is it part of a trilogy? Is it that Lady Vengeance and yeah, and, you've got um Lady Vengeance and oh yes, I know what you mean because I haven't seen sympathy those yet. for Lady Vengeance and sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Somebody yeah, there's a bunch student, of them. Yeah, because um, mm-hmm. Neil has said, oh, you need to watch the other ones as well. You need to watch the other ones. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we've said so much about it and on this episode so now, good. but I'll just go mm-hmm. and watch it if you want to go and watch it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've cheated a little bit for my number one <laughs> um, because I couldn't separate these two. Uh, you had one of them at number seven, but I'm going for Kill Bill Volume One and Two, Great. because it is <laughs> the whole thing. The, both movies are just 100% revenge, mm. um, and I don't think you can have one without having the other because she doesn't exact the full amount of revenge until you get both movies. Because mm. until she actually kills Bill at the end of number two, <laughs> um, and again, anybody that has listened to the podcast, I, the amount of times that I say that Tarantino is my favorite director, he was my number one director in the best in the top 10 directors that we did a couple of weeks ago. The, the man can't do any wrong in my eyes. Mm. And as much as some people sort of say that this <clears throat> the, the Kill Bill Volume 1 or Volume 2 
has great bits and some not so great bits. I just think that they are just there's not a bad scene in any of the movies. I just love no. every single second. And again, Neil and I have said a million times, if only we could watch the whole bloody affair, which is the the two movies that he edited together to make one I just, movie. I was just gonna say that I would love to watch it in its full entirety, like director's cut, like yeah. Spend a whole bloody day watching it. I don't care, you know. Like <laughs> he, had, he yeah. was going to release it into the cinema. It was it was called mm. the whole bloody affair. Where he, oh. he edited both films so that it would be just one film. And I thought it, that was never... just you being British, but that's actually the name of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what it, that's what it was called. The whole bloody oh, affair. Cool. And never, and he, it's never yeah. it's never shown the light of day. Isn't it? I, when, oh. Whether he's actually has done it and just not bothered releasing it, or whether he hasn't mm. even got round to editing it, I don't know. Um, but yeah. It was the first one on my list, and I thought, "Am I going to be cheeky yeah. to have Volume One and Volume Two and Number One?" <laughs> and I thought, "Bollocks, yeah, I'm going. To, I'm just so going to do it." Is that your favourite Tarantino, or do you have a one you like more than that? Um, you know what? Um, it probably. Oh, I. It's a big question. <laughs> it is a big question because I think I don't think I can rank my the Tarantino movies mm. because every single one of them, I love the way he writes, I love the way he directs, and. I don't know. It, it probably is. It, as a as a one and two, it probably is. But I mean, Pulp Fiction and just the Hateful Eight. I'm, I'm just going to start li- listing Tarantino <laughs> movies, which is redundant for anything. But uh, mm. um, probably is. Yeah, probably is. Nice. Um, okay, we've got a couple of honourable mentions. Uh, at Eamon Griffin said, "Once Upon a Time in the West." That's a great mm. movie. Uh, Ashley Raphael said, "Old Boy." Stuart Turvey said, Jaws the Revenge. And then he put, <laughs> then he put not. Uh, Stu Grant said, Old Boy, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Everything else mm. pales in comparison. Kim Mendes said, Man on Fire. I love me some Denzel. And at Who Takes Socks Off, Payback. What a fucking awesome film. And you're absolutely right about that. Mm. Well, there we go, Lucy. We've done it. We have. <laughs> We've done it. I mean, I've, I was going to say that this isn't quite as dark as... The normal ones, but I think they're pretty. It's pretty dark. Oh, I brought some darkness into yeah. the podcast again. Yes. Always, always, <laughs> always, always. So, what uh, what have you got going? What have you got? Um, anything interesting going on? Yeah, so I've just recorded a podcast yesterday um, for Horror Hangout, which is about the Strangers, uh, home invasion film, which is one of my favourites. Uh, so that's coming out very soon. And then obviously you, you're my second podcast of the year. That's Yay. quite nice. <laughs> Tomorrow I am seeing June part two. Wow. Very excited. Yeah, so that's going to be yes. a long, long film. But it does sound like it's getting some good. some mm. nice buzz, saying that it's like generational yeah. and things like that. So <sighs> Very excited. Um and yeah, just plodding on with work and stuff, really. Yeah. Excellent. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I had one in lockdown, but then I stopped. <laughs> oh, did you? All oh, right, it just got yeah, too busy. It's it's a lot of work. I admire the work you guys put in because it's a big commitment. It's it's a lot. It sure is. It sure is. Well, and uh, you have more technical skills than I do. So, <laughs> oh no, it's all show. Honestly, I just I just turn everything on and hope it works. That's 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 basically my skill set. Mm. um okay so before we actually say proper goodbyes just let everybody know um if you go on the show notes all the social media links and everything there email us if you want to get in touch with us top 10 pods at hotmail.com on patreon uh if you want to come if you want to be sat 
where Lucy is, I mean, not in her house, obviously. I'm talking about <laughs> oh God. on the part. Yeah, on the part. You you go to Lucy's house, use her internet and her uh, and her webcam, and come and be a guest on the pod. Uh, just go to Patreon. Uh, all of our top subscribers. If you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can come and be a guest on the podcast. Like so many top heads have been, just go to uh, patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. Loads of other great rewards. You can get a little cool badge if you want to sign up as a top uh, top level as well. Um, all the episode links, merch, link tree. If you want to buy us a coffee, it's all in the show notes and uh, just click on it. That's all you got to do. So Lucy, we'll make sure that it's not, 14 months the next time you come on the pod yeah um, and we'll we, we'll just find something else that's dark that we need to do yeah or just completely flip the script and put me on for rom-coms or something who knows <laughs> i'll tell you what that actually isn't a bad idea because i would love to see how you get a horror film i mean you were i suppose sean of the dead is a is on rom-com isn't it i'll find a way <laughs> we'll find, i mean we might pencil you in for rom-coms that'd be really fun uh but lucy thank you ever so much for joining us Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody else, for watching and listening. And let's go start the countdown. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 